How devastating can unchecked desires, refusal to follow God's ways, and choosing other gods be on a marriage? That's what we're going to be looking at on this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to Married by Design. We're excited that you joined us. We've just started a new series entitled The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. We're looking in the Bible for those marriages that were good, some that were bad, and some that were very ugly. When we talk about marriages, obviously we're talking about the husband and the wife within the marriage. They each play a part in the quality of the marriage and whether the marriage honors God. We're going through the Bible and pulling out different examples of marriages. We're looking through them and drawing out principles that we can apply to our own relationship with our spouse. In the good marriages, we're seeing the good qualities that the husband and wife had, the choices they made, and the results of those choices. We're also looking at bad marriages. Again, one or both of the individuals in the marriage make bad choices. They choose to do evil, they disobeyed, and they dishonored the Lord. Then we see the results of that in their own lives and in their marriage relationship. We always reap what we sow. That means that our choices have consequences. When someone chooses to turn away from the Lord, you see the fruit of that in their life. And we're also looking at ugly marriages. We suggested that there are a host of marriages in the Bible in which the husband and wife are not outright defiant and rebellious, but they make foolish choices. The result is always ugly. We will see in some of those couples that they get themselves into a real bind. Their marriage ends up nothing like what God intended when he designed the marriage relationship. They choose man's ways rather than God's ways, and they reap a harvest of heartache and failure. And last week we looked at the example of a good marriage. That was the marriage of Isaac and Rebekah. We looked in particular not just at the marriage itself, but the events that led up to their marriage character qualities that they had, and the things that they did. They had their own flaws and poor choices, but they certainly had a heart for the Lord, and that's why we characterize their marriage as good. Not perfect, or even great, but good. This week, in keeping with the title of that movie, we're going to look at a bad marriage. These bad marriages, again, are ones in which the husband and or the wife are evil and make choices that are quite contrary to God's intention and His Word. And we're going to look at the relationship of Ahab and Jezebel. I'm sure when we talk about bad marriages and bad people, for most people, these two individuals come to mind. As we go through the passages starting in 1 Kings chapter 16, they were quite ungodly, evil, and rebellious. Those things had a profound effect on their marriage and their lives. So we start in 1 Kings 16, and like last week, we're going to move through these chapters in 1 Kings and pull out principles that we can learn from. It's helpful to look at these bad marriages. We can see the patterns and choices that Ahab and Jezebel made and use them as a warning. These are things that we should not be doing. In 1 Kings 16, starting in verse 29, we see a description of Ahab, son of Omri. It says in verse 30 that he did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. That's quite a statement. He was an evil man even more than all the kings that were before him. Let's stop there for a minute. The reason that he and Jezebel had a terrible marriage was that they were terrible people. They chose to do evil in the sight of the Lord and he was extravagant in it. He didn't hold back. 
we'll see that develop as we go through these chapters. This is an important application. For the person whose heart is set on evil and rebelling against the Lord, they will have a terrible life and a terrible marriage, especially for the husband in a marriage. If he's not a man of integrity and seeking after God, he will do great damage to his marriage. We see from this bad example that we must be the exact opposite of that. We have to commit to do what is right, even when it's difficult or uncomfortable or hard. You must rise up and be a righteous man. And then in verse 31 it says, As if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, he took for his wife Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians, and went and served Baal and worshipped him. Bad idea. We saw last week an example of Isaac and Rebekah that it was clear that they knew that they needed to marry somebody of the same faith that was pursuing God. Here Ahab did the exact opposite and chose for himself a wife that was evil and followed after false gods. It says that he erected an altar for Baal in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. And Ahab made an Asherah. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. We realize again how important it is who we marry. But if we have married a a believer, it's equally important to continue to cultivate our faith in the Lord and our trust in Him. We have to work towards obedience and worshiping Him alone in our lives and in our family. That's the making of a strong marriage. Ahab and Jezebel's downfall was that they worshipped other gods and provoked the Lord to anger through their idolatry. When you put Christ on the throne of your life and your focus is on Him and serving Him, God will bless your marriage. When you neglect Christ and put Him on the shelf, your life and marriage will suffer. When you choose not to have any other gods besides the Lord, that does have an impact on your relationship. We should not allow any idol, whether it's lust, pleasure, entertainment, money, success, or pride, have the center place in our heart. Ahab's heart was full of other gods. I think we have seen this in our lives. We have worked toward a singular devotion to the Lord and a desire to serve Him. That has brought great blessing and joy in our life and on our marriage. Don't get us wrong, we're certainly not perfect. But every day we've asked for the strength to really love Him more and serve Him. Another problem Ahab had in chapter 18, verse 17 of 1 Kings We see that Ahab was not teachable and receptive to anything God would say through the prophets. He called Elijah the troubler of Israel. That was a rather ironic accusation because in verse 18, Elijah says, I have not troubled Israel, but you have in your father's house, because you have abandoned the commandments of the Lord and follow the Baals. This idea of not being receptive to God's word and his authority in their life is just another part of the rebellion of an evil heart that he had. We learn from it that we need to keep our hearts receptive and open to his truth and the things that he would want to say to us. Are your hearts open? We always need to be open to correction and be teachable. If that's not the motive of our heart, we are headed for trouble ourselves or for our spouse, our children, and those around us. God gives to us his word as Elijah was sent to Ahab to correct us. So you need to ask yourself the question and discuss it as a couple. Are you really open to God's instruction in every area of your life? 
Have there been areas of your life or issues that you, like Ahab, have turned away from the Lord and are not receptive? One of the most important things that we see couples need in marriage counseling is that openness to God's truth. If that's not there, no amount of counseling can help them. They will continue to hit their heads against the wall in a marriage and have a life of frustration and despair. Well, in chapter 19, his partner in crime, Jezebel, comes on the scene. She's no better than Ahab. She threatens Elijah, the prophet of God, and says that she will kill him. Rather than her being receptive to the truth of God and correction, she lashes out. They're quite a pair. It seems almost as if, as we go through the story, that they feed off of each other. That can be a dangerous component in any marriage relationship. When you have two people that have turned away from the Lord, it can become a dangerous and destructive flywheel. And by the way, a flywheel is something that starts in motion, and as it moves, it picks up momentum. We think it's important to realize that if you don't see any component of that in your marriage relationship, you shouldn't feed off it with your spouse, but you need to fight back to a place of submission and obedience to the Lord. God is constantly demonstrating to us, if we have ears to hear, that He is the Lord. We need to be receptive to that truth and submit to Him. If you look in 1 Kings chapter 20, the Lord is bringing judgment on Syria and says to Ahab in verse 13, Thus says the Lord, you have, have you seen all those great multitude? Behold, I will give it into your hand this day, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Yeah, that's good. God wanted to judge Syria, but also to show Ahab that he was in charge. That is God. God constantly has in mind for his people to recognize his greatness. He says it again to Ahab in verse 28. He says, I will give all this great multitude into your hand, and you should know that I am the Lord. God gave Ahab the victory, but he didn't get the lesson of the fact that the Lord was Lord. He disobeyed the Lord. His heart was resistance to submitting to the Lord. As a result, he did not king, kill the king of Syria. In verse 42, the prophet said, Because you have let go out of your hand the man whom I devoted to destruction, therefore your life shall be for his life and your life for his people. The one interaction that we see between Ahab and his wife Jezebel is in 1 Kings 21. It's the demonstration of the evil hearts and how they fed off each other. Ahab wanted Naboth's vineyard and threw a fit when he couldn't have it. It was his evil wife Jezebel that concocted the scheme of falsely accusing Naboth, who owned the vineyard, and had him stoned. There's a lot to learn from this interaction. On the one hand, Ahab's desire and greediness was so out of hand that he was willing to do anything. Jezebel's wife encouraged it. There was no restraint in his life, and you'll see later on that they were both punished for it. If we want our marriage to thrive in honor of the Lord, we need to keep a check on our own desires. We need to be content with what we have. God has given us what we need, and we need to recognize that and be thankful. We don't need someone else's vineyard. Ahab already had more than enough. We need to encourage each other to be content as husband and wife. We also see in this ugly episode how they falsely accused Naboth and had him killed for his vineyard. The end never justifies the means. Their desire was so great and so consuming that they were going to do anything to get what they wanted. 
In your marriage relationship, you can resort to any type of manipulation and scheming in order to get what you want from your spouse. And you feel like you need something so much that you will do almost anything to get it. That includes going outside God's design and God's guidelines from His Word. We need to encourage each other as husband and wife to hold to God's standards and God's ways. Next week, we're going to look at the ugly example of Abraham and Sarah. They, like Ahab and Jezebel, chose foolish means to have a child, and it turned out really ugly. Only in the example of Abraham and Sarah, it was not an evil scheme to falsely accuse someone so they could kill him. But both examples show how twisted a marriage can become when one or both in the marriage resort to man's ways and man's means. I think sometimes we need to step back and ask ourselves what we really want as a couple. And are the things that we want in keeping with God's word? We also need to honestly ask the question, are we using the appropriate and godly means to achieve those ends? Ahab and Jezebel were so evil. They were rebellious and idolatrous. Their marriage benefited no one, and in fact, it harmed many. They dishonored the Lord with their schemes and their worship of idols. And God held them accountable for that disobedience and rebellion. We see that God dealt with both the husband and the wife. Because of his evil, evil in 1 Kings 21 and verse 20, Elijah said to Ahab, I found you because you have sold yourself to do what is evil in the sight of the Lord. Behold, I will bring disaster upon you. I will utterly burn you up and will cut off from Ahab every male bond or free in Israel. Elijah then goes on to speak of Jezebel's judgment. It says in verse 23, And of Jezebel the Lord also said, The dog shall eat Jezebel within the walls of Jezreel. Then it records in chapter 22 Ahab's death. Pretty gruesome. And you can read about Jezebel's death in 2 Kings 9, starting in verse 30. It's even more gruesome. Well, we've covered a number of things related to the bad example of Ahab and Jezebel. There's actually more in part of 1 Kings. But you see an example of a bad marriage made by two bad people. It was ugly from beginning to end. Now for your homework. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to pick out one of these areas in which Ahab and Jezebel were a bad example. The heart set on evil, the encouragement to do wrong, having over other gods, being unteachable, ignoring God, and unchecked desires. Study it and discuss it as a couple. Talk about how you cannot follow that example, but in fact you should do the exact opposite. Well, let's pray. Father, I just thank you for this bad example of Ahab and Jezebel. Father, we know in our own hearts that any of us could fall and go in the direction of any of these areas. So I pray that as uh, we each look at these different principles, that we would draw out what you want us to hear, that we would examine our own hearts, Lord, and that we would guard ourselves from these things to have a marriage that you desire. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being here with us this week for our episode. We would encourage you to share this podcast with somebody this week. And we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. Next week on our podcast, we're going to look at an example of an ugly marriage, poor choices that were made, and the result of heartache and ugliness in a marriage relationship. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 